Everyone is looking for purpose, for a life that matters, and we want to be a church that helps people find that. This is the Collective Church Podcast from a life-giving and vibrant new church right here in London, Ontario. Here's this past week's message from our pastor, Tyler Fromm. iPad again. Good morning. Good morning. Need to make sure I'm on. Hey, how's everyone doing today? Good. Peggy's here. Hello. Uh, <laughs> so this morning, it obviously looks different up here. Um, I am joined by some fellow um, team leads. Uh, we are going through a series called Rooted. Uh, if you're in a co-group, you know that right now we're talking about serving. Last week, that was kind of what my sermon was on about serving, how God has created us to serve. And this week, we get to hear from some of our team leads, hear from what they are saying, what they are feeling about serving, and kind of their own thoughts about it. Um, so hopefully, we have a good time, right? Let's see. Um, before we start, can everyone introduce yourselves? Just take a couple minutes and tell everyone who you are. Hi, I'm Lindsay. Um, I am the family ministry pastor here, so I look after the kids' ministry. Uh, my name's Eric. Uh, I am the uh, team lead for the uh, production team. So, you know, the ones that like to stay in the corner and not be seen. This is great. Uh, my name's Todd, and I uh, look after our co-groups. Um, it's a lot of, yeah, you wouldn't, a lot of behind the scenes making sure everyone's okay, but yeah, co-groups. Uh, my name is Peter, and I am head over the camera crew, um, which are also on scene. We're looking at us right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think it's kind of awesome that you guys are all up here because, like, Lindsay, you're in the back room. Eric, you're in the back room. Peter, you're behind the camera. Todd, like sometimes you're on here, but people don't know you as the guy who does co-groups often. So you guys are also, you do a lot of work um, and sometimes it's unseen, but you guys are all appreciated. And that's why we wanted you up here today because you guys do so much work and we appreciate that. Um, so there's a phrase we have at Collective and uh, Tyler and myself will often say it at the end and it'll say, um, like, go and be not like, Sorry, not come and see, but go and be. And it's, it's kind of like we don't have to serve, but that we get to serve. And it's something we get to enjoy to do. Um, and when we give and when we serve others, we actually get to receive ourselves. Um, so how has serving at Collective made a difference in your own life? Lynn, let's start with you. Um, not to like over-exaggerate, but like in every way of my life, it's completely changed it. Um, I didn't really understand the impact of serving before. I was always just a, you know, show up for the service and then leave shortly after. Um, but then wondering like why I felt like I was missing something. I didn't feel like I was connecting, um, which was my fault because I was racing out those doors as fast as I could, but blaming it on the church and, um, and not being willing to serve, to sacrifice any of that. Um, but then coming to Collective, it's just completely shifted that. Now, I see church as such a different thing. It's something that I'm part of. You know, as a team, we're part of this 
Um, we're all working together for this common purpose, this mission, and it's been just so rewarding. I've grown so much in ways that I couldn't have ever imagined. Um, even for my family, it's been a massive, it's had a massive impact on my kids and watching them grow in their faith um, and just on our priorities. You know, it's less about what's convenient for me? What do I want? And it's more going, what does God want for me? And then am I willing to step out in discomfort and, you know, sometimes do the hard things, the inconvenient things, but, but for him? And it's, yeah, it's just changed my life completely. Is that better? There we go. That's what happens um, when you're not back there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I go away for five minutes. <laughs> um, for me, uh, serving a collective uh, has um, made me lose a lot of sleep. Uh, <laughs> no, um, it's uh, for me. It's been uh, the the community aspect of it. Um, collective has really become an extension of my family. Um, there's a lot of really cool people that serve here, and um, it's just every time we come on Sunday morning, um, the you, you just you get so full of uh, family and community, and um, it's been it's been really awesome to to build that that community and see that grow and and uh, and keep adding people to it, and really awesome people every time. Um. I've lost a lot of weight <laughs> over the past few years. That trailer does not unload itself. Let me tell you, these calves are for Christ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But no, seriously, if you, uh, let's have a moment for a second. Church, if you're looking to get lean for the Lord, <laughs> cancel your gym memberships. Just, I'll meet you in the back connect card. We'll get you signed up. No, I'm just playing. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, what was the question? <laughs> How oh, has serving made a, made a difference in your life? How has it made a difference? Um, no, for real. Um, serving, serving, <laughs> serving has given me um, a whole new perspective on what's important. Um, I think prior to getting to Collective, I was just very self-driven, very flesh-driven, and... Um, when, yeah, and when I first started serving, I first thought kind of similar to you, Lindsay. I was like, I, this, is a, this, feel, this feels like a chore. But then as you really get to understand why we serve and that it's to honor God and, 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 um, um, and what that means, <laughs> it redefines your whole purpose in life, I found. Like, I found that I was, before I got to Collective, I was looking for fulfillment and things that weren't fulfilling, whether it was career, money, just other things, whatever, and it just never satisfied me in that way. Um, and then I started serving, and, and it just made, it just put everything in perspective that it's not about me, it's about helping others and helping people get to Jesus. And, and when you're a part of something that's bigger than yourself, it, it completely changes you, I find. Um, it, it completely molds your perspective and just, yeah, just, and, and yeah, it just impacts your life in a whole different way when you see life change happen mm -hmm. in the church. So that's good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's um that's good. Like obviously getting a lean for the Lord is up there, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> 
Last time Todd's on a panel, all right. So, so another cool thing about you guys is that from day one, like Lindsay especially, literally from day one, you have been involved in the church and like Todd and Peter, the first, I remember the first time you guys came to Collective at South, like you guys were unloading the trailer. I remember like Peter was like in the sanctuary, like talking to people. He's one of the last ones there. I'm like, who's this tall, handsome fellow who's all of a sudden just lifting things way over his head because he's got that strong Mennonite blood running through him. Um, but but you guys have you guys have been involved since day one and and involved pretty heavily. So why what caused you to become so involved here at Collective? Um, my brother. Yep, that's fair. <laughs> no, I mean. That's the thing is, like, it, I probably wouldn't have been comfortable getting as involved as I am if it weren't for my brother and Lee um, planting this church. So I felt some safety there because I'm going, like, I'm a mess. Like, what do I have to give? Like, what do I have to offer? Like, ee, but at least with them, I can make mistakes. You know, there's room for, for growth for all of that. Um, so I felt some safety in that. And then as I leaned in, realized that, like authenticity is such a big piece and you don't have to have all the answers or have it figured out or you know wait until sometime when you're like the most godly person in the world just step into it so that's why my brother he's very forceful <laughs> if yeah. you know him you know yeah Todd. um for me i think it was just an in the invitation to serve oftentimes like not to Put down any other churches by any means but i think when i first got to collective there was a there was a level of intention that was like we want you to be a part of this we don't want you to just come and sit and just leave afterwards there's there's an invitation for you to come be part of this community and i think that's <coughs> i think that's a huge deal because oftentimes you think of what prevents people from coming to church in the first place and to your point Lindsay, it's people know they have baggage and they don't think they'll be accepted and they think they have to be holier than thou to attend church and um, I wasn't in the best way when I first got to collective but it didn't matter because um, I was wanted there I was also voluntold to take down <laughs> <laughs> at the end of it yeah. but that's it um, you know what's funny I have something to say um, <laughs> what's uh it's funny when you it's interesting when you see uh, when you, you know that God is working in your life because uh, this is what happens. People come up to you and they say, Todd, you have come so far, like so far, as if I was a shipwreck of an individual <laughs> prior to coming to the church. I had no idea I had these issues, but you just meet, but they're like, you have come so far. And I'm like, how far was I? <laughs> you know what I mean? Crazy. So I guess there's, things, things are going well, I suppose. But like, holy smokes, I think, sometimes I think I'm like, what's that? Like, I thought it was all right. Anyways, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, for me as well, kind of same thing. You guys were very inviting to, to actually serve. Like, I've been in churches before where it almost feels like I had to force myself to try to serve somewhere. And for the most part, I feel like I almost didn't, <clears throat> you, I don't know, it was just easy to connect with people here, right? Like, you talk to Joel or Tyler 
or Eric or Todd or anyone really, right, Lindsay? I haven't really talked to you much, Thank but you. I would assume you're easy to talk <laughs> well, to. I was feeling left out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but like, I just felt like super, just welcome right away. I, I, same thing, uh, I remember me and Todd, when we bo both started coming here, we both got a message pretty much like, thank you for, um, <clears throat> it was Ruth. We both got voluntold to go start doing things, cleaning the trailer, cleaning things up. Um, but uh, I think it was cool because it made me feel super like welcomed and actually like a part of something. And it wasn't uh, a challenge, right? It was just kind of like, oh, like this is kind of, it's almost fun. Like you get to hang out with people, like cool people, like you were mentioning, everyone's like awesome to be with. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, a lot of volunteering. Uh, volunteering. Forceful volunteering apparently is. <laughs> We've moved away from that, so you can join Next Steps now, which is a little bit smoother transition. <laughs> you don't join Next Steps, you get voluntold apparently. Um, yeah, one of the things we often talk about here is that you don't just come to consume, but we're actually the church together. That uh, that was kind of part of the message last week was that our our purpose here at Collective, we believe Collective actually the definition is is a group of individuals gathered around a common purpose. So we all bring our own different quirks or different personalities or different talents, but together we are one church all together. Um, so if you guys could tell me, what, what does it mean to you when you hear the phrase, to be the church? What does being the church mean to you? Um, a lot of anxiety. No, it, it's a... <laughs> no, just kidding. No, it's great, you guys. Um, it's, it, it means like a everyday thing. Before it was, before for me at least, it was, okay, I went to church on Sunday, I've checked off that box, job well done. And being the church, it's, it's day in and day out. It's being the church in your own family. It's discipling your own children. And then your peer groups, like we're all put in our own like unique spot to be able to reach people. Um, and so we get this amazing chance to be the church in our day to day rather than just on a Sunday. That one doesn't work. I don't know why I keep trying it. Um, thanks, Adam. <laughs> uh, might as well call him out while we're here. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have a lot to add to what you say. I know, really terrible. We're all trying really hard to not make this happen again for us, I think. <laughs> Doing a great job. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, it's just, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, I yeah. agree with Lindsay. Good job. Great. <laughs> um, what it means to be the church? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think for me, what it means to me uh, to be the church is to be uh, kind of like a, a representation to the world. Um, because the, chur the church growing up, I saw it as a lot of different church, like a church building, right? That we, everyone kind of assumes this is the church. And um, that's what I assumed a church was. But now growing up, it feels more like um, the, all that, like all that div uh, division amongst churches, it actually kind of becomes very like annoying almost. Like I don't like it at all. It actually like kind of irritates me. Um, so church, I'm trying to get it through my head and it has been going through my head now, but like as like we're all the church and not just this body of church here but it's like the church that's like down the street somewhere like we're all actually this one congregation mm -hmm. and I think uh, 
I would like for people in the church to actually kind of be more aware of that instead of like this division that we have among so many churches. Um, I'm not quite sure how much it is like that here, but I grew up in like Mennonite churches, right? And there's just division like left and right. There's this whatever, this domination, even in Mennonite, there's so many different denominations of what kind of Mennonite you are. And it's like people like they talk crap about each other a little bit and that, that sucks, right? Cause like you're the church, not just that church, but you're the church of God. Right. And I wish, um, I wish that was more of like a concept in mm-hmm. the church that we were all one, not just the building. Yeah. No, I like that. I, I went to like a Catholic school. So growing up, I had thought like Catholics were totally different from us. Like they don't even believe, like they believe Jesus, but that's about it. And then you have to take religion classes there. And I did really well in it because I grew up in church and it was like, oh, they believe in the same Bible they do. Oh, I know all this stuff. And it's like we, it's easy to look at, I mean, a person, but even like another church and be like, this is what's wrong with you. You are different from me because you believe in this where it's like, I am right, you are wrong. It's like kind of like, I'm going to point the finger at you, even though I've got three pointing back at me. Like, I'm going to point out your issues. Whereas like, yeah, the church is meant to be a global church. Like, Jesus didn't say, hey, go and make disciples, and when you have small issues, just start your own church over here, and like, that that wasn't in there. Um, Yeah, no, I think that's good. Um, So, the Bible is full of inspirational verses and stories in regards to why we serve. What is a Bible verse or a story that has inspired you? Start with Eric. Um, Mine, uh, I feel like I'm cheating a little bit on mine. Um, it's actually what uh, the company that I work for is, uh, is based off of. Uh, it's uh, Matthew 5.13, um, which basically is, um, uh, you know, the, you're the salt of the earth and the light of the earth, um, which uh, uh, we, we break down to basically um, be the best version of yourself that you can be um, and do the best that you can. Uh, which I think is is a really uh, a really important way to live your life. Um, you know, if if you say you're going to do something, or say you're going to be something, then be whatever that is to uh, the the best of your ability. Um, and so it's uh, yeah, it's uh, really what's what's driven me in, in life and uh, and at church too uh, to to really strive for the best and and to try and get the most out of people. That's awesome. Um, I, uh, I, my favorite story in the Bible, I don't know how much it has to do with this. I just thought of my favorite story in regards to just in general. Sure, go for it. <laughs> if I could share it. Um, but, uh, no, my favorite story in the Bible, and, and I think it, it, it's pretty, it crosses all, all, all borders, is, uh, the story of, uh, Job. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I'll just give you some quick context. Job is a guy who is constantly serving God. He's doing all the right things. And um, Satan tempts God and says, hey, this guy, you know, he's only faithful because you've given him everything he wants. And um, what ends up happening is God actually strips all of Job's um, wealth and riches and, and blessings away from him. <coughs> and he still serves after that for the first little bit. Um, and then things don't get better. His friends actually start to wonder, like, hey, you, you must have done something wrong. Like, not really ideal. This is not really ideal circumstances for you. Um, and then one that ends up happening is, is Job, Job actually cries out to God, like, hey, what is going on here? Like, I'm doing all the right things. I'm living my life the way I'm supposed to. Why am I suffering? Um, and he continues to do that until God actually presents himself to Job and says, hey, 
You don't understand what I understand. Do you understand how every aspect of the world works? No. And he actually takes Job on this virtual tour of the world, shows him all the miraculous things that God's created and how, and it just humbles him, humbles him all the way down. And to me, it just gives me a lot of perspective when I think about that in my everyday problems, how even when we're serving and even as we're honoring God and doing all the things, oftentimes we can get, um, we think if we do these things, our lives will be enriched because we're honoring God and serving God, but oftentimes that's still not the case. We still go through troubles and trauma and tragedy and all these things, and it's easy for us to question God and be like, hey, like, I go to church. I read my Bible. I minister. I lead a co-group. Why am I going through this? Um, And it's just humbling to remember that God doesn't promise that we'll never suffer, but we're still called to serve him throughout the midst of it um, and give him the glory and just know that he always has our backs throughout it all until the end of it so that's by far my oil it'll always be my favorite story because it's it's humbling to know that even when things are incredibly terrible for us that god's wisdom and understanding is just far beyond what we'll ever imagine so it puts things in perspective um mine's not really a story like of just it's like a a pattern in the bible or a yeah like a pattern that all the people in the Bible kind of go through. And it's this like story of people failing, but then getting up, failing and getting up. And it's, um, it's encouraging because like, okay, it sucks that they're always failing and like messing up whatever, but it's encouraging to know that even like God's chosen one, like his disciples, all these people, um, they are, they walk through the same things we did, right? The things that we do walk through now, they, like they walk through them already. And it wasn't them just like, oh, they met God, now they're perfect and like blameless, right? But it's like these disciples walked with Jesus for three years and still after that, they were still like like tripping over their whatever, um, messing up and denying God right, like pretty much right to his face. And he actually walked with them. And uh, it's a kind of like a weird encouragement for me, but it's like, <clears throat> it helps me to like keep going after God even though, like, um, I'm, like, mentally, like, screwed up one day or, like, negative or uh, doing something I'm not supposed to, it, like, helps me to actually uh, regain focus and uh, not just condemn myself and be like, oh, you're just a screw up, you're never going to get better, but it's to actually, like, move forward because, like, these guys walk through it already. And I think the verse that actually, like, um, helps me the most is uh, Romans 12, 12, 2, I think. Um, just talks about don't conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And uh, <clears throat> I feel like most most people, like, they struggle mentally in some way or form. Um, and I do, I do as well. Like, sometimes I have, like, these negative thoughts in my head, and they can, like, take you, right? So there's been uh, parts of my life where I've been very, um, very depressed. Um, just, like, I don't even know how to explain it, but, like, not, I don't think it's full depression. Like, like I don't want to compare myself to that, but like in a very bad way, in a very, in a very bad way. Um, but that verse helped me a lot because I just started, uh, in these times, I would actually renew my mind. If a negative thought would come into my mind, I would, re- into my mind, I would replace it with like a positive one or uh, a negative thought, I would replace it with like a positive thought. And I started reading books about the brain and things like that too. And actually, it honestly like transformed the way I think. Um, even just understanding how the brain kind of works, it helps me to actually like, uh, know that I can actually change the way I think and it does work. It's not just this thing you try or whatever But it's like God's actually made our brain a certain way to be renewed 
and to, to see their scientific proof and biblical proof, which was really cool for me to see. Mm. But I think that's like probably one of my favorite verses. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah, I think even like the theme between um, the verses and stories you guys shared is part of it is like you don't need to be perfect, but you need to be trying hard. And like even even for every single one of you talking about that, even like the people who are failing over and over again in the Bible, it's like it's not about did you fail, but did you get back up again and try again? Like, and that's part of part of serving. And like we experience that every Sunday. There's something where it's like this didn't go right today. And it's like well we're gonna give it our best. We tried as hard as we can, but that goes into our own lives, and we're helping out with our, in our families, we're serving in our community, we're at work, we're serving those around us, and that not, not that we're gonna be perfect, but that we're gonna try as hard as we can, that we're gonna give it our all, we're not gonna go in there and be like, oh, you know, it's good enough, but we're actually gonna try as hard as we actually can. Yeah. Um, okay, so last question. So Collective Church has been around for two years. And over those past few years, we've heard some pretty encouraging stories. Um, but what is one specific story that has made the most impact on you, that has made this all worth it for you? Um, in kids, it's been really cool. We get a lot of, we've got a lot of really cool stories. So trying to think about one that really stuck out was a little bit, was tricky. But um, the one for me that had the biggest impact was with my daughter, Quinn. So she's seven. Um, and she pretty much thinks that she's like on team here as well. She takes full ownership over this church. It's great. Um, so we moved recently into London um, a couple months ago, and we also, with that move, inherited a pet skunk in our backyard. So the one day, the skunk is always out there. It's really cute. I'm like, be my friend. Um, it was out walking along the fence underneath our trampoline. And Quinn sees it, and she's like, oh, the skunk's out there. I'm like, awesome. She's like, I'm going to go jump on the trampoline. I'm like, ooh, maybe not. The skunk is right there. Like, let's not get sprayed here. And she's like, what are you talking about, Mom? I'm like, you're, you're going to get sprayed. She's like, no, I prayed to God that the skunk would not spray me. So he won't. I'm like, ooh, that's not how it works, you know? Like, you still have to be careful. You still don't just walk right up to the skunk. And she's like, um, no. I just learned about Daniel in the lion's den in church. And Daniel prayed that those lion's mouths would stay shut, and guess what happened? She's like, so I know it's the same with the skunk. And I'm like, did I just get schooled by my daughter? Like... But it was such a good reality, like it was such a good reminder that we often can minimize what God can do. Um, and so it's cool in kids, you really get to, they get to influence you to have that faith like a child that hasn't been like, you know, tainted or burned by the world. And it's, yeah, it's, it was like, okay, this is, this is worth it right here. This is why we serve. You see life change happening in my kid. Um, skunks don't make good pets. Can so confirm. cute, though. <laughs> Not great. Uh, <laughs> uh, mine's mine's kind of twofold. Um, being in production, um, we we get to see a lot of things that people don't. Um, and for me, uh, one of them has been uh, seeing the worship team kind of grow and, and come into uh, come into their own, um, and the impact that that has on Sunday morning. Um, just sitting in the back, getting to mix, and, and 
getting goosebumps sitting there because it's so powerful and it's so, um, so you can tell that it, everything they're doing, they feel it all the way down. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a really cool experience just getting to hear, hear everybody in the room kind of come together and, and, uh, and, and, uh, and sing along with them is, is, is really awesome. Um, and the other, uh, the other really impactful thing for me has been seeing the production team grow and, and seeing everybody kind of um, to, to take a step uh, into, um, uh, into self-improvement and, and growing themselves and, um, and doing everything they can to further the church and, and uh, the, the team and, uh, and, and what we can do as a group. Um, for me, it's a couple things. Uh, the first uh, is just the amount of life change that you see witnessing all around you um, every Sunday and even outside of Sundays in co-groups. Um, obviously, the church starts, as, starts off as you know, an idea, right? Like, let's, let's plant this and let's make it happen. But then when you just see the amount of people that, um, you know, choose to accept Jesus in their life after they've come to church or, or, or run into the church or the people that decide to get baptized, it's a big deal, right? People decide that they're going to get baptized after they come to the church. And, and knowing that you got to contribute to that, um, just means the world, right? It's fulfillment in a way that I've never felt anywhere else in the world ever when you see people get baptized and dedicate their lives to Jesus. Um, outside of Sundays, um, one of the very cool moments for me was last semester, I believe, we ran a co-group for men, you know, it was a men's co-group. And it was on my heart to do something like that for a long time because I really felt that men needed a place to come together and just be men and just be vulnerable and share stories and, and get things off the chest because um, men operate a little bit different than women and we're a bit more or less social and we're culturally constructed to kind of just pursue things in our own strength because for some reason that's, that's looked at as a, a sign of strength and virtue. But um, when we started the co-group, I thought, shoot, we might have three people, like tops maybe, who are... <laughs> And then I started seeing the emails come in, and then it was one after another, and it, and it grew, and it ended up being probably 12, 11, 12 guys who decided that they needed Jesus enough to come together into a co-group. And we read a book. It was called The Five Marks of a Man that went through, that kind of reconstructed what it meant to be a man and what it meant to be a man that strives for Jesus. And it was just powerful. It's powerful to see men come together and be vulnerable with each other and share what they struggle with and just know that they have community within each other because oftentimes, I think as guys, we, we, we think that we're known for our value, what we produce, basically, how much we contribute, but there's, there's so much more to that and, and that was powerful for me to see guys come together and, and share that about themselves, so that was a huge moment. Cool. Um. <clears throat> The biggest impact uh, for me has been actually seeing the leadership navigate the last two years, I think, as a, as a whole. Um, I, I, I've been, I felt like pretty like safe in a, in a way. Like you guys lead in a way that's very encouraging to us. Um, you, you challenge us, you push us forward. And I know like some of the things that the church has like kind of walked through in the last, uh, yeah, last year or so. 
and just hearing some of the stories and it's just like it would be challenging to walk through and to keep a positive mindset and to have faith that God is gonna like get us through it so honestly that's been like probably the biggest thing that's encouraged me Um, before we close, I'm going to tell two stories because everyone else gets to tell stories, so I want to. Um, Peter's got me choked up over here. Um, one of the stories is actually about Eric Wellman. So if you have been here from day one, we needed someone to help us set up our sound system, and we didn't really have anyone who had a lot of experience in that. And Wellman, who went to school for production, um, he was a friend of a friend, and someone was like, hey, do you think he would come volunteer? And someone asked Eric to come, hey, can you help us set up for a couple weeks? This was October 2019. Um, asked him, and he was like, yeah, sure. And we had assumed he might come for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and then after that, he was just going to show everyone the ropes, and then he was like, oh, yeah, you guys got it from here. Um, he is still here. Um, not only is he still, yeah, that's great. You guys won't let me leave. Yeah, that was part of it. Um, but not only, like, and I was saying this to him, I think a couple weeks ago at our co-group, it, like, he was only intending to come for a couple weeks, but then Vic came and brought the boys, and Vic got hooked, and then it was like, hey, you guys aren't leaving now that your family's in. It's like, he's like, well, I might as well stay. Um, and then the other one was actually happened on Friday night. Me and Alyssa were walking around the mall, and we saw Megan and Lauren walking around the mall, and we were like, hey, what you, it's hard to actually recognize people with masks on still, even though we see them all the time with masks in church. We're like, hey, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're going out uh, for dinner for Megan Fairway's birthday. And I like said to Alyssa, I'm like, that like just warms my soul. Because it's like, you, I, we come here every Sunday, and we do things, and it's like we see people interact on Sundays, and like you guys are doing all these great things together, blah, blah, blah. But it's like actually to see people come outside of Sundays and spend time together, like, that made it all worth it. Like, knowing that relationships aren't real, they aren't just on, like, on a Sunday morning relationships, but it's actually, like, we're becoming friends outside. Of, we're spending birthdays together. We're doing things together on a Friday night to spend time with those that we serve alongside of and we see every Sunday. Like, that stuff makes it worth it in the end. Um, yeah, like, I'm thankful for all of you guys. You guys do a great job. You did great this morning. Uh, let's give them a round of applause. Um, yeah, so that's it. Um, you guys can stand. We are going to get back into worship. Um, I think one of the great things about even like here, having these guys talk on Sunday is that they're not just serving on Sundays, but they serve in their community. They serve in their families. Uh, they're great role models. And that's one of the things here we try to talk about at Collective. You're not just doing things on Sunday, but we're doing things throughout the week that you don't just serve God and you're like, oh, I fulfilled what I need to do because I've come on a Sunday or I've served on a Sunday, but we serve God throughout the week. And I think those four we had up here were great examples of that. So why don't you guys join me? We're going to join back into worship with our team. If you'd like more information on Collective Church, find us on social media at This Is Collective Church or reach us on our website, collectivechurch.ca. Thank you for listening and we hope to see you Sunday.